Growth Mindset Moment, a Rug Radio production. We're all about self-leadership through mental, physical, and spiritual well-being methods to maximize our daily potential. Owning our behaviors while supporting our friends, how much more Web3 does it get? If there's a hack, habit, or protocol, we are talking about it. I'm your host, Ron Jordan, a.k.a. Rosinante, the Web3 Sensei. And I am joined tonight by my co-host, Alicia Jordan, a.k.a. Schmooper Girl, the Web3 Standards Engineer. We have both been on this growth mindset journey together while shining our light on those around us, showing that we all have everything we need inside us to grow and thrive, and sometimes being reminded of that is all we really need. Thank you for joining the self-leadership movement today. The show format is we have a 15 to 20 minute conversation about growth mindset topic of the week or follow up with our guest of the week from our podcast, where you can check that out at thestarspodcast.com, anywhere you download your podcast from. Our stage is always open, so if something calls you and you want to weigh in, hit that request button on the bottom left of your screen. We'll bring you up and you can join the conversation with us. If coming up on stage isn't for you, leave us a comment in the chat bubble at the bottom right, and we'll get to you very shortly. And make sure you come up on stage at the end of the show for a game of this or that. All right, let's jump into it. The Growth Mindset Moment podcast is dedicated to exploring the journeys of various founders and their experiences in fostering a growth mindset culture within their organizations. The discussions and insights shared in this podcast are for informational purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice or endorsement of any particular company or investment. The podcast aims to inspire and educate listeners about the power of cultivating a growth mindset and taking actionable steps towards personal and professional growth. It is always advisable to consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Remember, the Growth Mindset Moment podcast does not provide financial advice or endorse specific companies. Hey everyone, this is Gs for Great, the host of the Mindful Moment Meditation every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your weekly growth mindset moment stretch with my two favorite humans, Ron and Alyssa. Yo, so I'm glad that everybody was throwing up the laughing emojis and clap emojis because I thought that was hilarious making that, uh, the little disclaimer, so... Thank you. I appreciate that. I take the bow. Um, that's, how, that's how the fine print is usually read by people anyway. So um, it, it drives. <laughs> I was cracking I, up making is, it. Like, this is the thing. Like, this is why, like, this is what I get for making Ron put a disclaimer on the show. Right. That, so that's, that's what you it. get. That's what it is. It's fully out there. Yep. So yep. anyhow, that's what we get. Growth mindset stretch of the the week. I wanted to talk a little bit more about just the ETH blockchain in general. Something that I think that some of us fail to realize about Ethereum and um, Bitcoin, for that matter. If you're looking at ordinals and the inscriptions and anything like that, um, really, what you have as an NFT is just an image. Um, it's an image that is housed on AWS somewhere, with it, which is like an inter- interplanetary file system. And it's really incumbent on the original creator to continue to keep that up and running so you have access to that image for the rest of time. And really, whenever it comes down to it, the person who has the most stake in the game is the person who actually owns it, who has zero control over whether or not that IPFS stays up. Um, So make sure that you are looking into that as well as the inscriptions in general on Bitcoin. If you're getting into Bitcoin inscriptions, uh, it's really the same protocol. So unless it's running a full node, uh, it's if you don't have miners running full nodes, you don't have full inscriptions and you don't have access to those things. Um, So just wanted to put that out there It's something that I'm researching right now uh, with uh, the with the crypto tats going on to Bitcoin. I really wanted to understand it better. 
and um, also being with NF Daddies, I understand that side of it pretty pretty well on the IPFS and, and those types of things. And this has always been my concern uh, with NFTs in general is in, unless that server stays up and running, really whoever owns the server owns everything. Um, so just keep that in mind whenever you're buying NFTs. You only really have access to a block of information. And it just so happens that piece of information is an image that you hold near and dear to your heart. Wow. Um, mine is, my stretch has nothing to do with the Ethereum blockchain, but I love that you said that because I hear so many times, like so much like discussion around how we talk about NFTs. And I really think that sometimes that that technical piece is lost, um, especially by like the maxis in this space that are so like hard charging blockchain oriented and resistant to any sort of like integration with web two or if something's not web three enough it's like a lot of our pfp nft projects really are only web three um immersed to a certain extent so i think that um i think that that was awesome ron so thanks for sharing that my growth mindset stretch is about um space again and it was that i learned that there's a galaxy named IC1101 and it's enormous it's so big that it makes our Milky Way look like a speck of stardust um, it's so big it's 50 times larger than our Milky Way galaxy with a diameter of over 2 million light years so it's like this crazy giant thing out there so if the earth were the size of a single grain of sand, then the IC1101 would be larger than Mount Everest. How about that? Can you repeat so, that? Like, repeat that, just, that comparison? With the Earth? Yeah. Yeah, so, so if Earth were the size of a single grain of sand, then IC1101 would be larger than Mount Everest. Oh, my gosh. That's, yeah, that's massive. So when we think about that and that that galaxy is out there it makes us really think about the sheer scale of the entire universe and how much is out there that we don't know and i think it's just such a wonderful reminder that there's always something bigger out there and something that's way beyond our current understanding so that means that there are endless possibilities for us to grow and learn and to overcome big things. So um, IC1101, giant, ginormous freaking galaxy that makes us look like nothing. Yeah, so I put, that's the, uh, strip. I put the Wikipedia link down in the chat down below. So if anybody wants to check that out while you're listening in, um, I, I put that down there. So I'm sure that there's other sources, but I just needed to get IC1101 like in there somewhere. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for allowing Were you inspired by Mysterious Universe was I over the weekend? By who? Mysterious Universe, the podcast we were listening to on the way back from Lancaster. Oh, no. I just I just like space things. I don't know. I I mean I I I mean obviously that was wonderful. That was a great podcast to listen to. So hey everybody, that's a good one to listen to. Um but I 
actually had forgotten about that entirely. But um, I mean, I mean, yes, Ron, I was very inspired by the podcast we listened to hey, on the way home. You don't have Sunday. to lie. You don't have to be bullied into believing things that you don't want to. Like, I, like I don't want everyone here to like. I want to go with what everybody else thinks. So. Oh, it's just like groupthink. That's what you want. Oh, oh, look at that segue. segue. <laughs> No, by all means, please segue into it. Oh no, I mean that was your segue. You were supposed to like I like a bump set it and I'll spike it. All like right, you get spike, the transition. Spike it up. I wanted to talk um, about groupthink because of some just uh what I was talking about earlier with the Ethereum blockchain and how ebbs and flows happen inside of everywhere. I mean, that's why trends happen, is because of this groupthink mentality. And while I think it can be really, really good. I think that groupthink is is an amazing process because anytime that you have collaboration, you have a little bit more shared responsibility over this whole entire uh, system that you're in. We'll say I take examples from group projects that I used to be in or a team at work. You know, you always have this collaboration, so you have different points of view coming into it. And while you may not necessarily agree with all those points of view, at least you have them and consider them. And if you tackle it with a growth mindset that leaves you open for that type of uh, philosophy being ingrained into you and being able to sway you in one way or the other. And I think that that's really important to hear all sides of, of the equation and how other people may tackle a certain situation. Um, and I think it also, it also kind of challenges you in your belief system. And, and I think that I really wanted to dig in on that piece of it because whenever somebody does challenge you and everything that you've you've known, just for example, Alyssa, the the example of the universe. You know, if you didn't know that there was a universe bigger than our current galaxy and somebody came to you and said, hey, there's this IC-1101 and you didn't have an open mind to anything other than the Milky Way galaxy, there's like really no way for that to enter into your mindset and you would be dismissed. And we do that a lot in these group settings where if somebody doesn't come in with the same type of talk that we're talking, we dismiss them. And I think it's a that piece of it is a really dangerous way to live. And the whole reason why I think bumper stickers are the most amazing thing in the world because I think that, that it gives you this, this little glimpse into that person and... I think whenever you invite that person into the conversation, uh, you, you see different points of view. And I think it's Im the important piece of this whole entire rant that I'm on is I like listening to all sides. I like listening to podcasts that I don't necessarily agree with. I like watching news that I don't agree with, um, especially politically, um, whatever, fiscally, all of those things. Like I listen to all different angles of, of – um, of the equation because I want to understand what kind of what their premise is. Why, why are they operating from, from where they are? Because at the end of the day, we're really all just trying to do the best we possibly can for our inner circle in, in my experience. And I think that whenever you really talk to somebody and you invite them in and you listen to their, uh, you listen to their interpretation of whatever the situation is, if you're in a project or if you're on a team or uh, they're just, talking shit somewhere is if you listen to them if you listen long enough usually they come back around 
to something that you may agree with and you can find common ground in that. But if you allow yourself to get fall victim to this groupthink process and just continuously go along with everything that you've been told always, um, it, it gets to be, I think, problematic in that re- in that respect. Yeah, I think that um, the one of the dangers of groupthink is when you get people who have particular ideologies that aren't necessarily around talking about differences of opinion, but we're talking about differences in value sets, and they push value sets that really aren't open for discussion, at least for, for someone like me. Like, I'm not going to, I don't really care to hear the perspective of or debate things around racism and bias and and things like that like i i or marginalized you know margin further marginalizing already marginalized members of our community and things like that i mean i think that when it, i think like anything that has to do with hatefulness um i'm not really open to hearing anyone's news or perspective about why they're hateful um and i think that that's a part of the caution flag that group think really can concerns me is that you know being positive and and saying the and, and doing the right thing um sometimes gets clouded and gets less clear the light gets stifled sometimes by some of the darkness that people will gravitate towards because i think that when we're talking about something like that i think that you know i I also we we talk about bumper stickers all the time and sometimes bumper stickers tell me exactly who I who I really don't want to talk to um or have a conversation with and that also tells me that you know if they you know need want to pass me I'm just going to go ahead and let them go and move on their way but I think that sometimes some of the hateful stuff that comes out in our world when people are kind of loud about that it rallies groupthink in a little bit more of a dangerous way and i think we see evidence of that all over the place um but you know to your point you know i think that it can be just as powerful for positivity um and rallying because i i will tell you this you know where we live um is interesting i don't feel like i necessarily fit in where we live um do with that information what you will but i don't necessarily feel like i fit in here so when i see someone's bumper sticker that tends to align with more of where i sit and i'm like oh there's someone there's kindred there's someone there i mean or i'll tell you this if i see someone that even has like a moon sticker in their back window I'm like, those are my people. You know, I get excited about that. But, you know, that's that's really about team, about you know, like which team we and feeling both sense of belonging and, and, you know, things like that. The things about groupthink that really get me going is when there's something that's a little bit grayer or there's not necessarily a position taken, but you get some louder people in a group that may not necessarily have the best of intentions or the best of um, perspectives, and they end up influencing the entire group of people to behave or, or, or speak in a manner that might be really inconsistent with their with their own standards or, um, not even necessarily where they find themselves aligned, simply because there's a group influencing that reaction. And I think we see a lot of that in Web three. Um, 
I see it in two ways. I see it with, you know, real FUD, which is like just coming in and crapping on a on a business in Web3 simply because you don't like the poor place or you're feeling entitled and badgering the the business owners or the mods or whoever to do something that you want them to do. And then I, you know, and you'll see people jump on and like suddenly feel empowered to start running their mouth or like piling on with, with the feedback when that's not maybe something they know about. They just, you know, want to be a part of kind of being a jerk. But I've also seen it interestingly used in web three businesses to rally against people who are bringing up very valid concerns to the business um, that are real, real points that need to be addressed by um, by the community managers or by the project themselves. And um, then those voices kind of get stifled a bit because the groupthink aspect of like, you need to stay positive, kind of like the toxic positivity ends up taking over too. So I know we have sort of like a, a different take on this this week. Yours is like, you know, full of optimism and and I'm with you, I agree. But I also wanted to bring up some of these more cautionary tales um, that I'm certainly vigilant for because uh, I think that anytime you have or groupthink gets dangerous is when you have anyone or a group of people manipulating a narrative or trying to manipulate a broader audience to to advance their own agenda. Um, and I think that's where we have to be cautious. Yeah, you're totally right. And some of the things that I was uh, doing a little bit of research on this and I guess a, a top five hot take of the dangers of groupthink is suppression of divergent opinions. So whenever you were talking about people being stifled, this it discourages people from uh, expressing dissenting views, uh, limited exploration of options. So in a groupthink scenario, there's a tendency to settle on the first solution proposed rather than going into uh, any type of decision-making process. Lack of critical evaluation, so it hampers critical evaluation of ideas as you're more concerned with maintaining consensus and avoiding conflict. Overconfidence and complacency. So when a group succumbs to groupthink, there's a risk of developing an unwarranted sense of confidence in the correctness of their decisions and the negative impact on innovation and progress. It, it, that groupthink uh, stifles creativity, innovation within the community or organization. So if you're not taking in that critical feedback and making adjustments or at least listening to it, it does stifle the innovation it stifles the the progress and the growth and all of those things that i think could be positive and why i think this group think and we always throw around this damn word in this web three community is community and community is group think but it can be good and it can be bad and that's the part to just remain cautious of is like whenever everybody is saying one thing you have to be like man advocating for that devil's advocate and being like listen like maybe we should look at it from a different point of view and just understand where that person is coming from and i understand like hate groups and all of those things like there's some non-negotiables however i i find value in listening to all of it i really do because there's some there's something there there's people who are real there's there's they're saying those things and they're they have groups of people that are thinking that way 
I find it better to listen and try to understand it than just completely throw up a brick wall. That's that's just how I how I'm thinking about that. Yeah, I have some pretty firm standards when it comes to certain that I'm not particularly interested necessarily. But nobody's, nobody's saying anything about your standards. Like your standards no, are still going to remain intact. It's just a matter of uh, and that's what I'm saying is like for me one of my personal standards is, is I'm not going to entertain in any capacity certain people who push hateful agendas in any way. I don't want to understand their hatefulness. I don't, and it's not, there's not a conversation to be had about it. I understand that, but there's, for me, um, I have limits. I, I have limits with that. And I think it's great for people like you that don't, that have a higher threshold. It doesn't mean that you're less tolerant or more open to hatefulness. I'm not suggesting that either. But what I'm saying is for me personally, um, there are just certain things that when it crosses over into that aspect of things that I just protect my mind and my own sort of um, emotional investment and passion and how I feel about certain things from expending energy in, in that direction. Cause it just, Ooh, there's nothing I can. That's a really, it. that's a really good point is how much energy are you willing to expend exploring that? And that's to you. Any time is time wasted. Like, and and for me too, like I I have I do have like this cutoff where it's like okay okay okay, I got gotcha. you, cool, nothing's happening there, and you do have to cut your losses and just be like this is a waste of time. So I I agree with you on that where we do have to enter into those things where okay when when is it just uh, a waste of time where I can be spending that time your our most valuable asset elsewhere and and making a whatever ourselves happy or our foxhole happy those types of things um so yeah you're you're totally right there is a there's a opportunity there for us to explore sort of what our threshold really is for listening to other people and their their opinions because sometimes like shit just needs to get done too and and the group work is is the group work but at the end of the day like we need to make decisions we need to move on and there needs to be a a um a clear boundary a clear goal all of those things i think that that's um you bring up a good point there that wasting of time yeah for me it's about my energy and protecting my energy in that way um i'm just i like i'll tell you this like something like I, i've observed the power of how groups can influence and sway the trajectory of so many things that I'm actually really vigilant that when I start to see like a, a, a group of people start to like get riled up specifically in web three, I kind of like to take the contrarian point of view just to like kind of gut check the position that's being taken as sort of my own very, my own personalized litmus litmus test for making sure that like the, per, the, the thing that's being pursued by the group actually makes sense. Um, and it, and it, I think that that's kind of like a healthy exercise just to kind of gut check yourself is play the role, like not even devil's advocate, just be the contrarian, just kind of sit back and like find some doubt in it just to kind of test yourself on, on what it is that, you know, is being asserted just to kind of, kind of be like, well, I don't know, is this really something that that I'm going to jump on board with or, or support, or do I need to be the voice of, of 
of a different perspective that, you know, others may feel very strongly um, in a different way, but they might get kind of sucked into it. So being that voice of a different perspective can empower other people to use their voices as well. Oh, you're a shining example of that. Honestly, like just being able to speak up and have a contrarian view, others step up all the time. I mean, it's almost without fail what happens. You see it all in all facets. Whenever one person stands up, there's inevitably somebody else is like raising their hand and be like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't like that either. That type of attitude. Um, I, I think that that's, but having that ability to stand up and stand up for what that contrarian view and even like that's why i'm thinking like whenever people do come in and fud a project or they come in and they say some bullshit about whatever like it could be about anything that you like it could be your favorite book it could be your favorite movie it could be your favorite flavor of ice cream and you just think about it and you're like man is there any truth to that that's the first question i ask myself is there any truth to that and whenever I was on Teacher's Podcast last night, I was like, whenever I was talking about my weight loss journey and being able to go into that and somebody would call you fat. And I was like, dude, there was some truth to that. I had to think about that. I had to evaluate it. I couldn't just automatically get defensive and be like, no, I'm not. It was just you had to you had to like shift your mindset a bit. And I think that that can be said about anything that that you have a, a view on. Just come at it from that other perspective and ask yourself, is there any truth to it? What this person is saying, is there some validity to it? Yeah, I think it gives a healthy dose of perspective. Um, I also like, I'm one of those people that is just so resentful anytime I feel like I've got, I've gotten sucked into um, a groupthink mentality. Um just because, you know, there's such a negative connotation around it so much that sometimes when I feel like I've got sucked into it, I'll, I'll, I just get like really resentful, like, oh man, why didn't I fact check, fact check that more? And it makes me, it made me think about, um, there was a news story recently that you and I actually were just appalled by. We were like, oh my God. And it was the story about the Dalai Lama and the boy, oh my the little God. boy. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah like, much into it. Be, like everyone, I'm sure you heard the news or saw it. It was from like a month or so ago, but like a couple months ago, even. But we were like, is this true? Because I was seeing all this commentary and various like news outlets and feeds that I kind of get pings for about, you know, oh, this is so inappropriate this is so crazy and i'm like sitting there and i'm like oh my god i have to i have to like assess this for myself um is this really what happened and so we like went for the we went for it to find exactly what happened and here's what i think that took about 20 minutes to get to the bottom of for us and i think the challenge is is when everyone around you is saying the same thing and you have that inkling of doubt or it's important enough to you, you have to put the time and the work in to do the number one Web3 thing that applies to growth mindset 
um, which is do your own research. Go back and look for the information yourself, fact track and validate and gut check yourself. And that's really what we had to do that story. I mean, it's a little bit different of an example, but it was something that when you were talking about, you know, just going and, and checking the story, like that's what I thought of is like, we were like, no, not the Dalai Lama. And so we like went and read the story and it was like, oh my, oh my, oh my. You know, and like we drew our own conclusion from that, you know, and that that's our conclusion to draw. And but it was a matter of taking yeah, the time to to dig in and really be like, okay, what's the context? Oh, this is the context. Oh, this is the observation. You know, so I, I think that that goes with with almost anything. And I think that we live in a world where we're inundated with so much information that we end up with our sort of trusted source list and we don't necessarily go into fact-checking that. So we end up just going with what our team says. You know, I, I attribute certain, you you come up with your your team, your team list of people or institutions or outlets that you just go with because that's that's what you do because not all of us have time to go around researching everything all day long so there's a certain amount of trust we put in certain things and um i think that probably one of the the biggest ways to combat falling prey to groupthink in a negative way is definitely our number one web three rule that we've all been taught which is do your own research well and it comes back to having those critical thinking skills in general and then having the time to to do it like there's there's just so much of this rat race that goes around and we just turn on the TV, we get into this mode and kind of become passive in this in this world rather than going through and watching videos and researching the articles, finding out who wrote it, seeing other things that they've written. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into it to actually be able to trust somebody and to trust a journalist or to trust a news outlet. Um, I, I think that it's really oh. go ahead. Here's the thing, like we talk about critical thinking skills, but what does that really mean for people? And I think what it really means in pragmatic terms, like practical terms for people is you learn to think critically when you absorb information from all angles and then draw a conclusion from that. And that doesn't mean that the conclusion you draw is right. It may not even be the same as me or someone else. It's, we're not talking about drawing the right conclusion. It's about training yourself to go and get information, seek information from various perspectives and assessing it for yourself and drawing. And then, you know, your execution on that is whatever conclusion you may draw, whatever side or whatever um, perspective you land on. And I think that's something that gets missing too when we talk about growing is that we just we default to things like be reasonable or think critically and like I'll tell you this if I defaulted to the way that I was brought up and raised the mentality was not to think critically okay that was not the standard especially for women to 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 think critically or or ask questions to the contrary it was, these are the rules, this is what you follow, and this is right and wrong, and this is this, and you have your role here, and that's what you do. 
So if I had not been exposed to certain aspects of education or people along my journey tell me understand what it meant to be able to think critically. I don't know that I would be the the critical thinker that I am today. So I I didn't want to lose that um, quick point either is that if you feel stuck in a, a perspective that there's no magic switch you flip to think critically. It's an exercise of absorbing information from various perspectives. Do you think sometimes whenever we allow ourselves to be open to other perspectives, we get duped more? Or no? No, I no, I don't think it's about being duped. I I think that w- I think that the fear of being duped is rooted in 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 an inflexibility in wanting to change our minds. There's an embarrassment for some reason associated with changing your mind on something once you receive new information. And and it goes back to this entire thing that we've talked about week after week after week after week about feeling ashamed of ourselves at times when we hold certain beliefs or believe certain things for a period of time and confronting that being painful or embarrassing. So we just dig our heels in and, you know, hard charge the same thing that we've always gone with because that's what we know. So I personally think that even the fear of being duped or you hear like, listen, this is, this is one of my favorite phrases. Don't be so open-minded that your brains fall out. Like, I think that's kind of like, I get it. I know why people say that. It's because you could be so open-minded that you never stand for anything in particular um, because you're wishy-washy all over the place. I, I think that it's about balance and getting over the fear that new information or new perspective, the fear-based aspect that you might be wrong or you might need to change your mind on something because there's no shame in changing your mind at all in one direction or another like if that's the whole point of growing and learning and you know or evolving whatever term you're comfortable with is embracing the fact that if we knew everything we wouldn't be here right we'd be doing something completely different so it's getting over the fact the embarrassment and shame that for some reason that's ingrained in our culture that if you if you change your mind, you have something to be ashamed of. We believe we do that to politicians all the time. We do it to politicians all the time. We think that if a if a polit like there's this there's now listen, there's a couple of different pacifists and we could like get in the weeds on this and I'm not trying to do that. But we say, oh well, they're wishy washy. They don't whatever. We do not accept from anyone that is in the public sector doing public service work that they may have changed have changed their mind on something because it's either on that team or that team and if you change anything that you think and it starts to sound like that team then you've you've let the team down and it's just it's just wildly absurd because our entire lives are are situated in such a way that we live them every day that that there's an opportunity to like change your mind about something that you have known your entire life simply because you become educated and learn new information or reinforce the thing that you you really believe so it's 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 a fascinating it's a fascinating aspect of growth mindset for sure 
It really is because you can't have too much of a growth mindset or you're wishy-washy and you can't have not enough growth mindset because then you become like this group thinker. And so, like you said, it's that happy medium. So I think, uh, I think I want to end on that piece of it. And, um, I want to open it up to anybody down in the audience, come up on stage. Um, otherwise I want to play this or that. It's all about zombies and vampire attacks. Um, you got to get in up here. So let's go. <laughs> Cause you know, you can't get out of here without hearing about zombies or vampires or some sort of crazy shit. Oh, is no one going to play with us this week? Nobody wants to play with me. <laughs> that was my best Ace Ventura. Marcos, don't make fun I of it. Everybody's really good of this or that. I think that's it. It's okay. It's okay. Well, fine. Let's do Let it me wrong. ask you. I'm going to ask you one, one or two of these, okay? Let's just... Uh, yeah. Oh, Peg's coming up. Coming up. All right. Peg, brave. All right, cool. Hi. Hey, Hi, what's Peg. up, Peg? Peg, you're up late tonight. You be careful. I was going to say I'm still up. You be careful. Don't you be walking around. You're probably delirious at this point. Okay. Oh, Marcos is coming up, too. Come on. Let's go. I'm ready. What's up, HW, D, Brett? I see you guys rolling. See you coming in. Coach is still here. Christy's in the house. Holly, Swagger Society. We got Wild Rhythm. Love to see you guys. Shout Thank out you. Oh, Nick is here too. Good to see you. I saw E22 yeah, also. Yeah. He was around. E22 was here. Shout out to Swagger Society. Um, we're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna do like a slight shilly show, but it's because like I'm really into it. Shilly shill time. No, that's not really shilly shill time. It's just that I'm. 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 I'm, I'm like, I feel strongly that like we talk about growth mindset and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Swagger Society because that's what Swagger Society is literally all about. Mm -hmm. And it's doing what Robin Arzon and Drew Butler are building at Swagger Society is really marrying the concept of Web 2-ish in real life membership club with and in built-in growth mindset focus and accountability with Robin Arzon's leadership um, and everything that she's, she's learned and developed over the years, being a flavor to it and a okay. And, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel really strong. But I'm really proud about you know, being able to help out Swagger Society because it's, you know, growth mindset is something that you and I are not just committed to for this show. It's something that we we feel really feel strongly about in everything we do. So um, shout out to Swagger Society. I also, if Angela Rose was still here, she had to go do another show. I'd shout her out too. Uh, please go check out Angela who, who did mental health act. 18th everyone that was like on may have that so take a look at that there is a special thing that angela rose does which is mental health first aid and it's specific training for people to be able to identify someone that might be in a mental health crisis and how to diffuse that situation and get them the help they need um in a real and intentional way that's safe um so 
I think anytime, I think we, we, we all know how, like we've all taken CPR and heard the AED thing and we know how to press on a chest to the song of staying alive, but can we do the same thing for someone else who's experiencing a mental health crisis? I'm not convinced. And I think that anytime we have access to education um, and curriculum around that, it's, it's great. Um, And there's, you know, abilities to not only take the class with her, but also sponsor classes for for other folks too. So the two shilly shill moments, I guess, before we get into. I didn't plan that, but I popped off there for a second. That's all Sorry, good. guys. It's but. all good. Also, Swagger Society has a amazing uh, game. They've gamified accountability, which is pretty badass with Swagger points and all of that. So uh, there's a super fun aspect to it also, and you earn crowns and you earn jewels for the crowns and there's all rarities. So all of you collectors out there, um, plus Molly Dixon is the artist of the actual photography taken on the uh, for the NFT and then there's movement and there's all types of cool shit. So check it out, SwaggerSociety.io. But right now, now it's time, this or that, not playing the song, jumping into it. In a world, uh, actually... I want to go Alyssa, Peg, Marcos. That's going to be the order, okay? Alyssa, Peg, Marcos. In a world overrun by zombies, would you rather find refuge in a heavily fortified prison or take your chances in a remote, self-sustainable island community? Oh, my God. Am I by myself? Yes. Not. You're, oh, you're by yourself in a heavily fortified prison, or you take your chances oh. in a remote, self-sustaining island community. So there's a community on the island. Like, I'm going to go to the island because I'm going to die anyway, and I might as well get some beach time. So whatever. Go ahead, Peg. I'm going with the island, too. <laughs> a, little, a little freedom before, before the end. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with heavily fortified place. I'm going to go on the <laughs> island because I think we've determined that we can drown zombies on this show. I'm pretty sure. Like zombies do I drown. Know. I mean, that's a great point. Um, so, But if in case they don't drown, beach. yeah, you got to get that beach time. All right. In a vampire infested world, would you rather be a human with advanced knowledge of the vampire's weakness or be half vampire with the ability but a constant struggle against your own bloodlust? I'm being half vampire without a doubt. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think I'm no vampire. <laughs> so she wants the advanced knowledge of the vampire weakness. Yes, yes. That sounds good to me. Now, the when you say half vampire, it's kind of like Blade, mm-hmm. like badass, yes. or like Twilight. No, like Blade. Come on, we're like Twilight. All right, yeah. Blade. Yeah. We're going Blade that. style on this, my guy. I'm going Blade as well. I want to be half vampire. All right. Because like I could be super fast at that point, right? You could be really fast. All right. If faced with a vampire attack, would you rather have the ability to control, manipulate sunlight, or possess enhanced strength and agility like a vampire hunter? Okay, so strength, agility, the advanced vampire involved to be able to like live in sunlight, 
not seen the originals. Um, so if they can't adapt, probably have a ring or something. So I'm going with the um, agility and speed. Thank you. Agility for me too. Yep, agility too. Original is a great show, by the way. Yeah, I'm going with the agility and Vampire Hunter because you know that they are getting around the one thing that can kill them, which is the sun, so they figured out some way to get rid of it. All right, last question. When scavenging for supplies in a zombie-infested city, would you rather search during the day when zombies are slower but more numerous or at night when they are faster but less common? I'm not doing shit at night. Terrible night vision. Um, so I'm definitely going to go during the day and I'm taking um, a nail gun. That's all. Day. Marcos? Marcos. No, but I started daydreaming. I was like on an episode of uh, The Walking Dead. I'll, I'll go during the day. Yeah, I'm also going during the day. At least I can see better, to, to Alyssa's point. I don't feel like uh, nighttime would be the way to go. Even with flashlights, um, we're definitely getting bit. We're going to be infected. All right, guys. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. Growth Mindset Moment. Rug Radio Production. Until then, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.